Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to I Thought I Told You. This is your host, CJ, back once more with our Mental Health Monday segment. And I'm back to bring you part two of Finding Your Roots with Depression. Only this time, we're dealing with existentialism. Let's get into it. Okay. I got a couple questions I want to ask y'all. If you sold your soul for all the riches in the world and everything your heart desired, would it be worth it? Would you feel like it's an even exchange? You know. Or, but if I asked you, would you sell your soul to end your depression, to end your darkness, would it be worth it? Would it be an even exchange to end whatever pain that you feel you're going through? With depression? All right, so disclaimer. <laughs> I ain't, I'm not a debt collector of souls that's telling you to pay up. I ain't out here, you know, look, hey, hey, if you want to sell it, sell it. Do what you do. But I said all that to segue into existentialism, the existential root of depression. Then I want to piggyback off kind of picking up what I left off in last week's episode, and y'all can check that out. I mentioned some of the other roots. So I talked about biological roots, situational, interpersonal. But I really want to go in on existential, the existential side of things. I guess for me personally, it stood out, and then with my own experiences. But for me, I feel like, and this isn't, you know, fact that this is coming from me, I feel like a good portion of our causes may stem from that. Now, this is my own personal opinion, and then I'm only speaking through that and through my own experiences. And when it comes to dealing with depression and existentialism, and I, I, I feel like a lot of that doesn't get addressed. I mean, we do look at the other factors, biological, situational, uh, more interpersonal, but this side of things deals with a completely different aspect. And certainly I will be definitely spilling some of my own personal tea, so y'all will get that as well. I want to, before I get into everything, I want to just kind of define existentialism for a little bit and just kind of say, okay, what is that? In psychological terms, it's viewed as a specific philosophy, quote-unquote. And it's a philosophy where we, i.e. as humans, are pretty much driven to meaning in our lives internally and just basically through our own choices and desires and our own pursuits. 
Now, it's not to be confused with religion or some type of deity or some type of God or some type of outside authority. So in layman's terms, pretty much, we, we're responsible for our own happiness and our own misery. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's up to us to create our life's meaning. So whatever that may look like for us, I mean, some people it's work, some people it's family life, some people it's charity through volunteering, some people it's through relationships, religion, whatever your faith may be, it's through your kids, um, you name it. You name it. <laughs> you know, so that kind of gives up somewhat of a overview of what existential is. And that, like I said, last episode, I went into, I briefly went into existential depression and where it stems from having that lack of meaning, that lack of purpose, the thing that drives us, our lives to get up and do what we do and why we do it. And go check out the previous episode to get into more, more of that. And many of the signs and symptoms of depression are, because I feel like I didn't get into that, you know, the the signs of depression. You feeling empty. There's this hopelessness. There's this despair. You have that feeling of just numbness, to quite put it. It's just numb. You're numb to it all. You're irritated. You have this irritation that damn near everything. Even the most frivolous stuff, you're irritated, you're lashing out, you're angry. Now, I mean, you just feel like just snapping and just going off. On top of that, you have no interest of any of the things that you used to love to do, your know, activities, the hobbies, even lack of sex drive. Yeah, that too. I know for me, I didn't want to do anything. I, used to, I still do. Love to go hiking play ball here and there, just enjoying life, that zest for life that I once had, and all that got sucked out, like it just dissipated. You're not sleeping, you're either sleeping, you're not sleeping, i.e. insomnia, or you're just sleeping too much. And it takes damn near all the effort to muster up just to even get out of bed. And when you do, that in itself is just achievement alone. And just like your own accomplishment for the day, just to even get out of bed, you know. You also, there's a lack of hygiene. You, you're not caring for yourself. You ain't bathing yourself. You ain't washing your behind. You ain't brushing your teeth. A lot of that comes too. You just, you let go. You, you tend to let go in every facet. You either eat too much or you don't eat at all. You have these feelings of guilt. These feelings of worthlessness, you constantly focused and fixated on the past. The whole, if I could have done this, or if I would have listened to X, Y, Z, if I wouldn't have passed up on this. And it's like this endless cycle of trips to the past, of self-blame to your past failures. And it's not pretty because you end up getting stuck there and wondering who, what, when, why, where, and why. It's not, it's not. I mean, I, I remember being on that trip for quite some time. Every little thing reminded me of the past. Songs, music, and it would take me back to a specific place. Just wondering, well, if I would have did this, if I would have said that, or what if I would have not did this, you know, where would I be? 
You can't concentrate. There's an indecisiveness about it. You're not remembering stuff. Even the things that you may, we may seem that so simple today, like, okay, what to wear, what to eat. It takes forever to decide. It's like you, you're undecided about everything. And you have your suicidal thoughts, suicidal ideations. You have your attempts. And you just have this constant reoccurring thoughts of death. And that, it gets to that point, that's when despair has really set in. When suicide begins to creep up into your mind, just death becomes that, that cycling loop in your mind. All over again, those reoccurring thoughts. So what does all this have to do with existentialism? I'm going to ask you all another question. Have you ever pondered over the meaning of your life, the nature of your entire existence? And I ask that, and I ask that in the basis of you going, of, 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 of going through depression. And I bet you wonder, I bet you wonder that your sole purpose is to wake up, work the nine to five, if you have a nine to five, or whatever your work hours may be. And then just die. It's like you work and then die. Not to be so harsh and so final, but I mean, that's keeping it real. It's like work is nine to five and die. Or you may feel like you were just placed here to just pay bills, work, pay taxes, raise kids, then die. It's like that unique sense of hopelessness. Like something is missing in our lives and you just don't know what it is. And that feeling rears this ugly head in a form of political depression. But we seek to find ourselves, um, we fill our voids through, we fill out all of our voids through either A, addictions, B, stimulation, seeking, which is i.e. video games, technology. We all on social media because we all own it, we all do it. Our religious beliefs, whatever your faith may be, and then we have these these correction, these conditional relationships that we're in, and then straight up workaholism, which is that has been my <laughs> that's what I used to feel my voice feeling dizzy, have to feel busy, I have to have some type of task going, work working my way through things, I used to work my way through it, and then workaholism and I'd probably say technology. And I would get on YouTube for hours and just waste the time away, waste the day away. That was my voice, workaholism and, and technology. And for me, one of the things that I've experienced, and I'm sure at some point of our lives, we all may have had this experience. Uh, we, we, we feel stuck. We feel stagnant just incapable of overcoming certain things, certain issues in our lives, the feeling of disappointment with your life. You feel like you're not where you thought you'd be by this age or you're not where you want to be. And quite frankly, uh, society has had us believing that those things that you're supposed to have or supposed to be doing and anything less than that is essentially a failure. You know, the whole, well, if you're not married, 
or you don't have a spouse or somebody is two point five kids and I say, you know, I don't know who has two point five kids, but you know, two point five kids, successful career, house, cars, et cetera, et cetera, by a certain age and I think I think the main age people kind of look to is 30. 30 seems to be this age, and if you're not doing all those things by that age, then you're just like, okay, what you doing with your life? You're seen as, quote, unquote, a failure. And we all, at some point, fell into this mindset that that is, that's, that's what we're supposed to be doing. You know, that that's, that's that notion of life that's, you know, you're not doing that, then what the hell, we've essentially failed credit that to society. Definitely credit that to society. Then I want to bring up, and we have these feelings that you're just never enough. You're not good enough. We're our own harshest critic. Boy, did I fall into this. I tell you, I'm my own harshest critic. No matter what nobody tries to tell me. I always just had this sense that I was not good enough, never enough for anything. We nitpick at our flaws and imperfections so much that we forget to acknowledge our progress, the good and our triumphs and how far we came. We don't see all that. We don't see all that. I know for me, I'm like, okay, nope, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this right now. I need to overcome this. And without taking that step back and be like, hey, CJ, Look at what you've done so far. You know, that feeling of never being enough. Then you have the feeling of just unworthiness. You're not worthy of being loved. You're not worthy of all the beautiful things that this life has to offer. You're just not worthy. Our self-worth lies in the hands of either someone, something, or someplace. Just keep it above. We all at some point had this sense of unworthiness. And one of my favorites, well, one of the things I've definitely experienced is the avoidance of feeling vulnerable. See, vulnerability was just, that was just not an option. Not for me, nah. CJ is not being vulnerable. I kept people at arms. I kept people at arms length. For me, I wouldn't let people in. I was not letting anyone in. I was guarded to call it trust issues. I didn't trust anyone. I damn sure was, was closed off to love and love just loving myself. And for me, vulnerability was was like this exposure of something so fragile. I was just not willing to risk getting hurt, disappointed again, that heartbreak. And to me, the risk. The risk, the risk was greater than the reward, which in turn I missed out on great relationships because I was so guarded and didn't want to let anybody in. Another thing is just not being our authentic selves. Not being our authentic selves. Who are you? Who am I? You're not truly accepting yourself as you are, finding ourselves in others in things, and places. Trying to fit in so bad, we become what we aren't. Some call it fakeness, but to be quite frank, if you don't know who you are, then you're always going to be who society thinks you should be. 
Thank you, somebody that you're not. And you not even know that because you don't even know who you are. And we forever trying to find our identity. Some, it's an ongoing process for some. For some, you know who they are. We have this sense of feeling whole and a sense of, of belonging. Now, we're human. We all want to belong. We all have that need and that in our nature to want to belong. To want to feel like we aren't just square pegs trying to fit in round, round, round spaces. We want to have that sense of belonging. The best example I can give, and I don't know who's into R&B, and I don't know who heard this album, but y'all heard, just listen to Solange's song, Cranes in the Sky, which, by the way, I'm going to be quite honest with you, that album was on point. That's probably one of my favorite albums in 2016, but hey. Just listen to that song, Cranes in the Sky, and if you just go, if you if you haven't heard it already, listen to it. And it, it's the best, one of the best examples I can sum up is to kind of what, you know, what I've been talking about. And just listen to her lyrics. If that ain't about depression and anxiety, I don't know what it is. Now, somebody can feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but when I listen to that, so I urge y'all to go listen to that. And then, if you haven't already, and if you did, and if you know what's up, then you know, you already know that, then you know. But yeah, that that's probably like, that popped in my head when I, you know, as I was thinking about, you know, this discussion. That was like the prime example, that song right there. All in all, at the end of the day, we, I mean, we're dealing with existential we're dealing with existential depression. We're all in a sense just trying to reconnect with our purpose, trying to reconnect with our soul, finding our purpose, our meaning to life, and just a sense of wholeness uh, just some of the things that that can be at the root of our depression. Just trying to find our purpose, our limits of life, and just feeling whole and just connected to our soul. And I think a lot of that does, again, like I said, doesn't get addressed. For me, I've been in the process of just trying to live this life. It's being my authentic self, being CJ. And it's been a, <laughs> it's been a process for me. And it's been quite a journey. And, you know, continue on. The growth is there. And like I said, I just try to live this life with just being authentic, my authentic self, with this balance and, and self-love, because it starts with that. And it all comes from within, and we all have a purpose. And life does have a meaning. Life does have a meaning. And you always have a connection to your soul. And sometimes you just got to dig deep. Once more, before I close everything up, if you or anybody that you know are having thoughts of suicide or just want to end it all or just having suicide ideations, please, 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 please reach out to somebody. 
or you can call the suicide prevention line. And the number is 1-800-273-8255. And they're available 24-7. And for vets, for veterans, you can call that same number, 1-800-273-8255, and press 1. It works, trust me. I've, I've hit them up a few times, and they definitely walk you through it. Whatever it is that you're going through, they'll assist you. They'll help you out. And with that being said, I wish y'all nothing but peace, love, and light. And I'm out. Peace.